0: Hello, and welcome to Chats, a television podcast, season 16, Couch Madness. 16 shows enter, one emerges as the show we will watch for the remainder of our season. Who will win, who will lose, and who will die? My name is Magellan, and I fucking love them. I'm joined by Alan. Hey. Hey. <laughs>
1: I, I, I re-remembered I rem- I how yeah. funny that line delivery is when I was watching it. I was like, oh yeah, that's the thing that we loved. Yeah, uh, yeah. Misfits is the greatest show ever made. I'm Alan. That's Magellan. What's <laughs> up, everyone? Uh, it's Couch Madness, the show where we take listener picks for what shows we should watch, and we pit them head-to-head head against each other, and uh, eventually we pick one that's going to win and watch it in its entirety. Cool. What's new and exciting? Oh, my John, there's something new about your recording setup. Tell the kids.
0: Uh, I'm in a different room and it, the, I have a window that's facing the street. So I apologize if there's street noise. I'm going to have to, you know, figure that out uh, over time. But if I sound different for some reason, that's what's going on with me over here. Um. So, you know, that's fun and exciting. You framed
1: it in the most negative way. <laughs> the good framing was, "Hey guys, I moved. I'm in a really cool place. Um, you know, I love where I'm at and I hope that the change doesn't cause any disturbance." Instead, yeah. you were like, "So I fucked up and I'm somewhere else and I don't know what's going to happen and Yeah. I'm scared.
0: Yeah. No. And it's look, aesthetically the space that I'm recording in looks nice. I mean, you saw it it. you saw it. It's it's I think I use the space well. But mm-hmm. this is the most recent thing that I'm learning about the situation is uh, it feels like the same motorcyclist is driving back and forth up the street. <laughs> um, so that's a little annoying. But anyway, she's
1: a, she's a Chats fan. She just wants to listen to the episode recording. That's why
0: <laughs> you're going to have to wait two weeks like everybody else. Go listen to Trick Chat 6. I know you didn't finish it yet. Come on.
1: It's okay. long. We also just put out the fixed version of it where we don't have the weird audio glitch. So go yeah, re-listen. Right.
0: Um speaking of which, gosh, it's been so long since we've recorded a couch madness because we did the trick chat stuff. We took a week off, you yes. and I. Um, so we've been away from this little this little game of ours, but I I'm so excited to be back, especially with this pair of shows. What a what a well-paired uh duo we have in front of us tonight. Because mm-hmm. the first show we watched was, of course, our ninth seed in the tournament bracket, Heroes against the eighth seed misfits two shows about people getting superpowers and stuff and my goodness they couldn't be more different and we're going to talk about them both heroes first Watched Season 1, Episode 1, Genesis, which was written by Tim Kring, directed by David Semel. It aired on September twenty fifth, two 2006. Alan, what happened in Heroes, Season 1, Episode 1?
1: Well, Magellan, in this episode, different characters are introduced as they find out their individual abilities, including a man who paints pictures of the future, a woman who sees a different side of her in the mirror, a teenage girl who cannot die, a man who thinks he can alter the time-space continuum, and a man running for Congress who has a brother that believes he can fly. Hmm. As hmm. we learned this episode, it turns out the one running for Congress is the one who can fly. Whoa! Hmm. Spoilers.
0: Whoa. So talk us through your, uh, your backstory with heroes, your your heroic backstory, I suppose. Uh, had you seen any of the show? How were you made aware of it? Those kinds of things. Curious about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've always been aware of heroes. I feel like I've circled the drain with this series, you know, one different decision, one different podcast discussion. And I would have been a Heroes girly instead of a lost girly easily for sure. Um, because those were right in the same era of like early Hulu shows coming out, big mysteries, what's happening. And I knew about heroes. I watched ads for it. We got a comment actually that we'll we'll read in the half about heroes. That's just like, Heroes advertising was everywhere in 2006. They pushed this show hard as the next big thing. You know, rightfully. This got a huge cast, it's got a big big ass budget. Um it's on network television. It's got these big lofty goals of telling a longer story arc, uh and we have like again people with superpowers, which was really hot. Uh and it's a fascinating look now at what superhero television was and could have been in 2006 you know in again and speaking of timelines the alternate timeline where marvel and disney didn't fuse into a horrible frankenstein monster uh and i just yeah i've always been aware of it i've always been so curious about it but i never actually watched a single second of it so watching this pilot was like peering into another universe uh i i keep talking about alternate universes because they keep coming up but uh what about you what did you know about heroes before this
0: yeah, I think similarly, this is not a show that I saw that I've seen a minute of, but it's a show that I have been aware of pretty much the entire time that I've been like a conscious member of society, Um, because it premiered in the fall of uh, like seventh grade for us. And so it was about that time that I started to like form memory. I mean, I have earlier memories, everybody. It's OK. But Phew. you know what I mean? Like uh, I'm, I'm like an agent in the world and I understand my actions and my impact on other people's around that time. Mm-hmm. So heroes, uh, I've just always kind of known of it. And I think our friend Jim watched heroes and that's like the main person that I knew early in high school who was trying to get me to watch it or would talk mm-hmm. about what was cool about it. Um, And I know that, you know, writer strike stuff happened to it. and uh, That's pretty much it, but it, came out at an interesting time for television and an interesting time for superhero media because 2006 is like, you know, right at the tail end of, uh, those kinds of early aughts, new wave of superhero movies, like your Sam Raby, Spider-Man's and your, your, uh, X-Men's and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of before that big Marvel, uh, studios, boom, really takes off. So, I don't know, just a, an odd uh, relic of when it came out. So I'm I'm excited to talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's good that you mentioned the writer's strike. We are now in the latest writers' WGA strike since the one that affected the back half of Heroes. Uh, we talked about this in the last Couch Madness how Alias was affected by writers' issues and how like that show pivoted in, in a large way. Um, that is a specter hanging above Heroes in a really like meaningful sense because. This is, like I said, a show that that has goals of being uh, quote-unquote epic, multiple interacting storylines that build into one larger story about this eclipse that's in in superpowers and a super heroic society. Uh, And like you said also, friend of the pod, Jim kind of hyped the show up for a while. I think he was one of the big voters actually uh, in the Couch Madness voting bracket. Um, So yeah, I'm just, I'm also very excited. Um but let's get into it. Yeah, I I was noticing I was just reading now. Uh this is 2006. 2008 we have Iron Man and the Hulk beginning the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 2009 the Walt Disney Company acquires Marvel Entertainment for 4 billion dollars. Uh so everything's about to happen basically. Right. Um but it's it's kind of it's kind of charming looking at chapter 1 Genesis by itself and just saying, "Oh, this is really um this is really earnest." That was one of my 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 standout takes watching the the heroes pilot was like this is a really go getter series with like big lofty goals and it's probably not going to hit ten percent of them. Uh, I want to know first off how did you feel watching the pilot to heroes? Now having seen it, like where where did you land on it?
0: It feels very much like a two thousand six pilot for a show that's trying to have a big ensemble. I don't have like a great explanation for why that is um, but you know it feels like okay, the purpose of this episode is to show you every person's deal, get you to meet them, and spend some time with them isolated from one another, and then to hint at and start to bring us towards the event or scenario that's gonna kind of toss everybody together in the coming episodes um and It feels also very much like a mid-aughts thing of just like the decision making of who's in the ensemble and the attempts to, I guess, make that ensemble representative of a wider range of people. But the almost like lack of total self-awareness in that process. So all that to say, in watching this pilot, I was like, okay, right. This came out in two thousand six, and it's an ensemble show with like a high concept premise. I, I don't know what I expected heroes to be exactly, Um, but it is exactly that. Yeah, like I think maybe in my head it just was such a more mythic show than what it is, which is just like a normal ass show that you would watch on NBC at that time and i like those shows so i was kind of i was charmed by it like oh this is fun okay yeah. cool i'm i'm interested in to see more and oh i recognize you know hayden character from the advertising or masioka's character like oh okay yeah it's uh milo ventimiglia from uh gilmore girls great
1: Got hey, it. hey there you go Yeah, lots Uh, of familiar cast, and I know that's something that the the show continues to do, is to bring a lot of, like, big-name cast people. Uh, So that's also worth noting and interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, You mentioned the ensemble, and I'm sure we're both thinking of the same show when we think of, like, a series about interconnected people all across the world and the powers that combine, <laughs> that that make them work together.
0: We, we both wrote about that show in our notes at around the same point in the episode, I think, because mm-hmm. um, both of us have it like towards, you're talking about Sense8. I'm, I am. I'm sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your take there in, with that comparison? We
1: always try to be aware and conscious that shows came out uh, when they came out, right? And I can't say that, you know, Sense8 objectively did this better, but Sense8 does definitely have a better ensemble. It's much more diverse. If you haven't watched Sense8 already, we have a whole season about it if you want to go back and watch that with us. uh, And like, this is 2006. So this is their attempt at that. And it's fascinating. And it's funny because I think in like 10, 15 years, maybe we look back at Sense8 and we say, well, that was kind of dated. I mean, already some of the queer rep in that show is like, a little cringe right and we talk about like Nomi's sure. plot and the whole pride stuff and how weird that was already starting to feel dated but Masioka's character and everything happening in Japan is so vaguely a little just a tiny bit racist but in a like fetishistic way that I can't get over the fact that this was like written by a bunch of white, mostly white people mm-hmm. Uh and I also think and very crucially speaking of Lost uh we've learned in recent months that like the writer's team behind Lost specifically were very um, hesitant to include people of color in the primary plots of the show, at least for longer arcs. Uh, and so they were kind of like brought in and taken out. And I'm fascinated by, by hero by Masioka's character because he's so much in the advertising and he's so much like a part of the image of heroes. And I do think that they're nice to him. I don't think they they make fun of him, but like, I mean, they're just throwing in every Japanese stereotype in Under the Sun, right? We've got perv culture. We've got, you know, like watching porn at work. We've got a monolithic, uh, like monoculture thing. Like, oh, everyone looks the same and everyone dresses the same. And he just wants to get out of that because Japan makes everybody turn into, they're all like robots. Like all the imagery of him doing like, you know, stretches or whatever, exercise with his classroom is all very like, tied up in like kind of racist uh you know imagery but it doesn't feel hateful it just feels like ignorant as hell uh um, yeah right that was my pervading thought through every single scene of his um i think mohinder the other like primary person of color in the main cast so far uh is like kind is also like that we made the indian guy a taxi yeah. driver yeah. And we are self-aware of that, but we also did just do it. Mm-hmm. Like there is there were choices made that feel kind of awkward and clunky, but in a way that I can say, "Oh, 2006. You know what? Cute. Yeah. You tried, and I'm proud of you for trying, but it's a little it's a little awkward."
0: Yeah, I I definitely uh agree with you on the way that the ensemble's composed and the way that the non-American, non-white characters are being portrayed Um, because like, you know, all of the sort of lore and the characters who are the most aware of the most fantastical powers, like, Mohinder is is driving the lore of the show, Mm -hmm. right? And something about his character being the one who's doing that, it feels like the show is kind of like using that uh vibe of like oh this guy like he's he's from India and you know he is at this Indian university and so like his theories are a little off the beaten path and you know there's kind of like a mysterious quality to the things there's just some there's a vibe there with that and with um hero being the one who you know can like bend space and time and i, I don't know just the way that we're arranging that And then meanwhile, on the other side of things, we're trying to invest a lot more time and gravitas into the individual plots and struggles of like, um, I don't know, Milo's character's name. I forget his name, Uh, but him or Nikki or Mm -hmm. Hayden Panettiere's character. So, yeah, the way that we're doing the diversity moves in this ensemble but then, within that, the way that we're allocating, like, how developed our individual characters, how stereotypical versus not, where is the plot being moved—all those things definitely, to me at least, read like, okay, this show is you know 15 years old at this point or 17 yeah. years old. Jesus. Wait. Um, so yeah, and I you think there.
1: that's gonna be, that's gonna be something that comes up in in discussing Misfits as well, which is a show that I did not expect. To have discussions of diversity but totally does and it's it's like it, it works in its favor mostly at least so far we can talk about that but like yeah I think that the plots that the show feels most committed to are for all the white people and everything else feels like lore building like we're supposed to care about Claire because Hayden Penetier is like the nice girl the girl next door the face of the show the the mantra of like the motto of the show uh, and the plot twist is that her dad is the villain like oh my god classic comic booky plot twist, right? And uh, I think it's Peter Petrelli, is, is, if it's Miglia's character's name. Uh, him and his brother is, like, given a lot of screen time in this to where I was like, I am finding this guy so uninteresting. This, like, my brother's a politician. And I can't, I think I can fly, but he doesn't want me to find out. And I finally jump off a building and he saves me because he can fly. I feel like that's as much as they had written so far. <laughs> like, where does that plot go from there? Uh, I guess it's about them, like, hiding this from people, or whatever, but it's just a lot of time devoted to a plot that feels a little bit undercooked, and my last point about diversity for now, I swear, uh, is like, talking about Nikki, uh, the one, like, adult woman in the cast so far has dual personalities, and one of them is a sicko, and she's a sex worker, and she's a single mom, and it's just like, You just, like, you played, like, trope bingo, I feel like, with some of these characters. Yeah. Yeah. And just said, what if I did all of the tropes at the same time and shoved them all in there? How does that work? And the answer is, like, eh.
0: Yeah. Right. And it definitely, (laughs) it's of the five, like, people with powers who we follow, there are two women and they're both blonde white women and one of them is a cam girl and one of them's a cheerleader you know Uh it's like what are what yeah what (laughs) What are we doing what was the cork board where all the other ideas were that this is what we not to say that those are bad character archetypes to use but i think like in the context of the ensemble like you can make those archetypes work is what i'm saying maybe um and i will say to somewhat the show's credit i think they do interesting things with how people's powers relate to who they are yeah like it it is kind of fun that the sort of like stereotypical popular girl cheerleader is invincible you Mm -hmm. know and everybody's like trying to save her and protect her whatever and she's like no i'm literally like i can't get hurt right now so Mm -hmm. relax um like that's a I think that's an interesting idea. But yeah, there's some some gender stuff happening here and some race stuff and mm-hmm. it's all it's the, all a little bit not great.
1: The power as metaphor is my favorite thing about superhero fiction, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not just like how does it interact with the real world, but like how do your powers represent who you are? That's like the core of what makes these stories good because it relates them back to us. And I agree that like Claros is pretty clever uh heroes whole like i want to like get pass through time and space to get out of this loop of life you know uh and uh you know all of them all of them have that i don't need to like go down the list but just yeah uh, specifically nikki's and then i guess also like her son probably has powers too i think we determined uh Uh, micah and then like the kid who the guy who can paint who's hanging out with um right (laughs) hanging out with uh yeah yeah, what's what's her name thaisa from yellow jackets yeah uh it's like i really did not like that plot tawny cypress the actress's name i really didn't like that plot i like tawny cypress uh they really this is just an observation having just been watching yellow jackets uh Mm -hmm. they didn't know how to light like darker skinned people Uh, or they or they uh maybe made intentional makeup choices but she looks really off in this, like, way lighter skin than I think she actually is. And they they don't do that in Yellow Jackets. And it's just weird. This was a thing at the time. That's why I mention it. Um, but, yeah, other thoughts on the Heroes pilot. I guess, like, we don't really need to go into all the, the storylines. But um, I wanted to briefly touch on, like, the the role of violence, specifically in Claire's storyline. And how much gore we are able to see for a, you know, TV-14 network television show uh because she does put her hand into a uh garbage disposal and we see it all mangled and coming out like that that was pretty gruesome huh yeah that's a lot
0: i wasn't wasn't a big
1: fan of that or her jumping off the building and then we see her arm bent backwards it's like trying to be a little over the top but it just kind of was like oh i didn't expect to be looking at that today yeah
0: right because this like guys you're on nbc you're an nbc exactly come on now this isn't that's not what you are you're not misfits sorry to say (laughs) yeah misfits (laughs) when it's
1: violent you're like yep this actually kind of makes sense for what this is and when it's coming out yeah um but other other like things that you wanted to dig into or discuss about this pilot let's see
0: so i do think i i was you know you're a little down on the the brothers thing um i think my critique of it wasn't necessarily that like it was underbaked but more that this pilot really the pacing of this pilot is really interesting to me because we know that they all have powers we know that Mm -hmm. that's where we're going and they're slowly drip feeding these details to us um and i really liked the revelation like you were alluding to that uh you know peter's having these dreams of like oh maybe he's gonna fly i'm I'm certain that i'm gonna be able to fly and then it turns out it's his brother who can do it like thematically i liked that setup and that dynamic of uh you know i'm living in my brother's shadow and like finally there's gonna be this thing that's special about me that's gonna help me soar above him and then it just turns out that like no, you also aren't special in that way either. (laughs) And your brother can fly. Uh, But, you know, this was a case where it's not that I wanted a 90-minute pilot of Heroes. Of course not. Mm. I would never want such a thing. (laughs) But it it really felt like they took, like, 20 minutes of episode and said, okay, this is the revelation we want to end with that's the thing that's going to get there coming back. And we're just going to like stretch it out and get there at the end of 43 minutes instead of 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of seeds in this pilot that are interesting. I think that's one, uh, like you were saying, I liked seeing hero BAMF into New York city. Uh, <laughs> Love you, bud.
1: Thank you for saying that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I don't know. So there's a lot of things that I'm like excited to see where they go. But in terms of how they showed up here in this episode, this this is kind of like a non-episode. It's like a weird one to right. talk about because it's really just table setting. Um, yeah. I don't know if you felt and I similarly think about that.
1: It is absolutely table setting. But my, my thing is I was reading a little bit of people's opinions on this show. You know, I try to do that research for Couch Madness. And while people definitely agree that the show falls off hugely after the writer's strike because they – wrote themselves into a lot of corners um i do see the value in origin stories you know nowadays the um the marvel movies don't usually do origin traditional origin stories we haven't had one in a little while even Spider Man homecoming was explicitly and successful because it was not an origin story uh so like when they do them they're uh they're not as interesting but in this it's like okay i'm I care about these people and I think part of why I like the character work in this show so far, at least well enough, is that Brian Fuller has some writing credits on this. Uh, Brian Fuller, who, who literally left Heroes after this first season to create Pushing Daisies, another show that was hampered by the writer's strike. Right? Hell yeah. Um, great show, though. Great show. Uh, and so it's like, okay, if you take out the character focus and we get past the origin story, what's left? Like what is Mm -hmm. heroes, and that's like where there's still a little bit of mystery and question marks for me, and I'm a little curious, but also, we've done thirteen under thirteen for a while now, and I know what it's like to get invested, (laughs) (laughs) to get invested in a mystery that will not resolve itself. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so I feel I can already tell that with heroes, it's like like the stuff with Claire's dad is gonna probably last the whole show, right? Like that's gonna go. We don't even have. We haven't even seen our main villain yet. I know from we both know from the advertising who the villain is of this show, but he's not in this. And it's like, we have so much more, like uh, railroad to build, but uh-huh. that doesn't uh-huh. exactly instill me full of faith. The fact that they had to come back for a second miniseries in 2015, Heroes reborn. And that got canceled means like this show just
0: couldn't do it. Mm. I didn't it's know that great. there was a mini series. Like the cast came back.
1: Uh, I'm not sure how many people came out. Well, so the way it here is reborn was framed was like uh, the creator of the show said, This isn't season five, it's season 10. Like, we're jumping way far ahead.
0: Whoa, uh,
1: I did not know this existed. Yo, know, you don't remember this got announced and it was the whole thing. Yeah.
0: No, it's also a 13 under 13. Whoa. so, so oh my God, it's got Henry Zabrowski from A to Z in it oh my god he's one the of the main friends. cast yeah Yeesh.
1: Oh, okay we're gonna have to talk about heroes reborn later well we, I, we
0: can't <laughs> wow. we can't we
1: cannot watch that without the show though that's
0: no no certainly not but oh my god i how did i not know this existed
1: i think we memory hold it because until i looked at someone wikipedia i also did not remember it existed i definitely
0: wow weird
1: Yeah, Heroes Reborn, baby. Folks who watched Heroes, Heroes Heads, tell us how bad Heroes Reborn is. I'm sure it's terrible. Uh, (laughs) But I'm just curious. 13 episodes and cancelled. So, uh, did you have a point to go to? Because I had a question for you. I was just going to say that I think... my, My quick point about the theme song... Oh, yeah. I always think it's Sweet Disposition by The Temper Trap. Every single time. It is not. But they have a similar intro. And the hero theme song is used on arabic tv as a commercial break uh (laughs) God! music copyright (laughs) that's awesome there's also a song from the book of eli soundtrack in on arabic tv usually so we're Uh doing cool things over there anyways what were you going to say
0: i love it oh i just want to know which like you know this is the ensemble question like who were you excited to follow who are your who's your fave who's your who's your main character here
1: okay great question i think claire is gonna be our epicenter and i like aiden penitir i think she's fun in this uh-huh. and i like i love the my dad is secretly a supervillain" thing uh i was gonna say another show that did that recently but i would be spoiling the entire premise of that show by saying it so i'm not going to
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> uh
1: i think Hero's actually charming i never knew what masioka sounded like when he first spoke and he was like hey he had this like high, high pitched, fast voice. I was like, that's Masioka. Like, that's awesome. Like, what's up, dude? Yeah, that was love. Fun. He's adorable. Um, yeah. and I think the actor who plays Mohinder, Sandil Ramamurti, is, is like quite good. He's kind of playing above the rest of the show, though. Like, he's a little too good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's show. in his own, his own separate like mystery drama over there, which is yes. kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. those
1: are my big ones. What about you?
0: Yeah, I pretty much agree with those down the line. Um, I like the way that Hayden Panettiere is playing Claire because, you know, as written, I feel like Claire could be played a lot more kind of valley girly or something like that. And she's not doing yeah. that, which is nice. Um, it, it was a little silly, by the way, that, <laughs> that she had that like friend filming and she's like, I'll talk to you in front of people tomorrow at school. Such like, a
1: simp, by the way. You already know that's what his plot's gonna be. Yeah. Like exactly.
0: exactly. Um so that was engaging. I think that the twist at the end of uh Peter's plot got me interested in well, where does he go or what happens with him? And then yeah, Hero's just just such a sweet, a sweet lad that you can't help but love his love of New York.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's been waiting for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You want to jump um, into the next one? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about misfits.
1: so a big one uh yeah misfits is a uh british uh drama series that uh aired its first pilot episode one or one, series one 1.1 on july 19th 2012 uh this pilot was written by howard overman and directed by tom green uh and i said july 19th 2012 and john what happened in the misfits pilot
0: in this episode of misfits Five young adolescents begin community service under the watchful eye of their probation officer when a freak storm strikes them, granting them supernatural abilities. Mm, yummy. So, we've watched The Misfits Pilot before.
1: That's true. Back
0: it was in? one of our earlier Pilot Chats episodes. I'm trying to find exactly. Pilot Chats when.
1: 11. It's 11. Pilot Chats 11. Ah, <sighs> you
0: beat me to it. I have when, was, when was Pilot Chats 11?
1: Oh, see, now you're asking
0: really hard, hard I got it. November 30th, 2019.
1: Oh, that's not that long ago.
0: 2019? That's, that's pre COVID.
1: Okay, fair enough, fair enough.
0: Three and a half years, three and three quarters years. It doesn't ago. feel that
1: long ago. I feel like I watched it yesterday. I know. <laughs> well, that's because I did watch the pilot yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think the thing that is kind of messing me up about post COVID time, sorry to bum people out. Is like everything before COVID feels like last year to me Uh and or two years ago and everything that's happened since feels like it happened within the past year or the past five minutes. (laughs) Past five minutes. So we we, we were not I don't want to speak for you. I was not a big fan of Misfits when we piloted it. From Mm. what I remember, I felt better about it this time. I think I liked it and appreciated it more on the second watch i don't know what your arc how how was your arc with it watching it a second time i didn't go back and listen to
1: pilot chats 11 uh you can go back if you go to patreon.com slash ChatSpot and hear that episode mm-hmm. in the backlog but um i don't remember how i felt i think i liked it well enough um and i definitely talked about like the where it lands in 2012 and like this is even more so like people are streaming television on the internet and talking about it on forums. Like this was actually a very big show in the Tumblr community, along with skins. Um, There was a big, big, big trend of British teenage show shows for teenagers, making it big amongst certain subsects of like American fans. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Misfits was absolutely one of those, the biggest ones there. And just keeping that in mind, as I watch it, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I understand exactly why this show is "quote unquote" the way it is, and yeah. if you watch this pilot, you'll know exactly what we mean from probably three seconds in, right? Uh- <laughs> like one second in,
0: it's like immediately. Okay, I get
1: it. Oof. It is a it is a certain type of teenage horny that twenty maybe not twenty twelve. I think I was starting to age out of it, but like twenty ten, Alan would have been like devouring this show. Sure. Right. And it just Hulu
0: me by. really wanted me to watch this show. I yes, remember. big
1: time. Me too. And I, I was close. I very often, came. I just didn't have friends who watched it. I think if yeah. any one of us watched it, we would have become Misfits heads.
0: Probably. I, I think I remember going to the page, like, I keep getting the show keeps showing up. Should I watch it? And then mm-hmm. I'm just not hitting play mm-hmm. on Misfits. Um. But anyway, let's talk. So, did you. How did you feel about it this time? You you felt okay about it it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I felt okay. I saw potential in where it's going to go from here. I think that this pilot is very small scale and mm-hmm. if you watch it on on Lise Hulu, uh the preview at the end that shows like this season on Misfits paints a very specific picture of what type uh-huh. of show this is going to become that yeah. I I find highly appealing. So, interesting but big, po- okay. big, pot- big potential. <laughs> okay. We don't have to agree on that. <laughs>
0: we don't have to I don't I don't think we do. <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about it. So um I had a I had a funny experience uh watching this because I saw that it was streaming on Pluto TV on demand and I yeah. was like, Yes, yes, I can continue to vouch for my beloved streaming service Pluto TV, but it was the Spanish dub. So Ooh. there was a moment where I was like, should I? I've already seen it once in English. Should I watch the Spanish dub? Oh. But I didn't. Um, anyway, so a few things to talk about with Misfits. Uh, I'm going to give you multiple choice. Okay? okay. Okay. You tell me what you want to talk about. There's uh, the like tonal stuff. There's the plot of this episode. There's the kind of like art stuff, like the aspect ratio, color grading, like the cinematography. And then there's like the the character, the ensemble. Which of those four things do you want to talk about first?
1: Sorry, repeat. So they were the the yeah, ad, yeah, yeah. the visual style,
0: you. visual style, uh, the like kind of themes or genre or the sensibility of the show. Yeah. The plot and the characters. Uh, themes and sensibility. Okay. So give us a rundown. What's what's the vibe in Misfits?
1: It's very middle finger to society. Teenagers are cool. (laughs) Fuck the authority. Uh, A little bit edgy in that way, but a little bit cheeky. Are you supposed to like Nathan at the end of this pilot? I don't know. Hmm. I think you are. Uh, I don't always like him. I think he's a little annoying. Um, I understand why the girlies loved him back and the gays loved him back in the day. Uh, I just, I'm so consistently enamored with the characters that are like put upon. Uh, mm. And so this time, much more than our pilot chats watch, I was like, Kelly rules. Kelly is the best character yeah. in this In this pilot. Kelly's great. Yeah, for sure. And it's amazing because like, it's fun. This show has like, such an interesting relationship to British culture as well. And I think that is a huge reason why it blew up in the US for a certain subsect is we love seeing things that are very, very British, right? Like uh, how many people Googled what is a chav? After watching this, <laughs> or had to turn on subtitles when Kelly speaks and talking about all that stuff, uh, it just it like it kind of though those parts form brainworms in your head. But I think thematically, the reason I like Misfits thematically more than I liked Heroes is that it knows like these characters getting powers are not is not going to save their lives. They're mm-hmm. not like they're not mm-hmm. destined to save the world. They just have a new problem to deal with. Like, it's it's made abundantly clear in one of the last scenes where Kelly's like, nobody's going to believe us. This is as bad as anything else that's happened to us. Right. We are just on the run now. Nothing better happened that we got these powers. And yeah. I prefer that to, like, oh, these powers make me amazing, and I need to learn how to use them and be a good person. Uh-huh. Uh, so that, I think, thematically is where I land with heroes, is that, like, the theme of rebellion and superpower is not as gifts but as curses it's like really fun to me Mm.
0: yeah we're following quite literally misfits instead of heroes right and that actually (laughs) (laughs) is thematically much different um yeah you know i think something that i in terms of the sensibility of the show something that i figured out this time around um you know, when we first watched it I was very not a fan of the horniness of the show. I still am not, but I've I think softened on it a little bit because I like that's part of the point, I guess. Um and part of the like what makes the show kind of it's supposed to be a tense experience to watch and it's supposed to be full of like different flavors of anxiety and nerves and, and whatnot. And the other side of that that I think I really figured out this time around watching it is that this is a horror show. Or at least yes. the plot in this pilot. Um and I'm not a horror fan. Um mm-hmm. so that's another thing that helped me understand my like initial distaste and in bouncing off of it when we first watched it. Um and helped me to appreciate it this time around because um It does the horror stuff and, like, interweaving it with what you're describing as this kind of, like, punk, like, middle finger to society aesthetic. Interweaving that with the kind of, like, teenage hormones, teenage angst, teenage sensibilities. Like, it really, Misfits feels very confidently that it knows what it's trying to be. Um And... Watching this pilot, I, I think I had a greater appreciation for that than I did the first time around. Um, yeah.
1: In, I think watching it next to Heroes helps it, right?
0: Because yes, heroes, I think so. Because Heroes is, so.
1: is so ambitious, and you're like, you're never going to do this. You're not going to get anything done that you're trying to do. And Misfits, I watch, and I'm like, you guys have no ambitions. And like the characters, like you have no ambitions of this going anywhere. I feel like you're, you wrote the end of this pilot, and they have no more script. Like, we're mm-hmm. going to write it as they come out. And I'm sure that's not the case. I know how TV works, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it just it feels so, uh, like, indie, almost. It's just like, hey, we're going to try it. We're going to figure it yeah. out. It's not going to fit into any particular thing. We're not building a bigger universe. Nobody else has powers that we know of yet. Although, mm-hmm. you watch anything about Misfits, it's going to continue to introduce people with powers. Uh, we're just figuring it out as we go along. And that's really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah it I think uh what kind of not to rag on heroes or talk about heroes too much in the misfits segment, mm-hmm. but you know, like you said, it really helps misfits to be viewed right after heroes because uh it's heroes is trying to bridge to some kind of narrative event or moment, it's trying to set up some grander thing and misfits is like now we're going to do this and then this and then this we're going to strike the kids with lightning and they'll get their powers cool and now we're going to do this and this guy's trying to kill him and it just like keeps jumping to those big moments and doing the thing um and not sitting around and setting it up and waiting to get to the point because also what is working in its favor because of that is it's grounding itself in a group of characters and it's saying like the show is about these people it's about them Mm -hmm. having their issues and continuing to try to figure those things out Um, and i think it does a much better job of getting us to care about the individual people um, as a result of that so yeah i think the ensemble work here is really strong who are who are your favorites amongst the cast
1: we've got uh, Alicia, played by Antonia Thomas, who we mm-hmm. learned by the end of the episode has the power to uh, instantly make people uh, sexually ravenous for her by touch. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Nathan Young, whose power set we don't know yet. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a mystery of the show. We have Kelly, uh, who has the ability to hear people's thoughts. We have Simon Bellamy, who it can turn invisible. We have Gary, who can die. And we have Curtis, who can... <laughs> mm-hmm. We have Curtis who can turn back time, and I guess we also yeah. have Tony, the the parole officer who can
0: become a monster. Yeah, right. He's Berserker Rage. Uh huh. Um, you know, I think this time around, uh, I really liked Kelly. Like you said, I think she has a um. There's like a tenderness and a and a authenticity to her character. She's like kind of the glue person for everybody. Yeah. Um, she's the person who everybody is like ragging on her and being really rude and disrespectful. And in spite of it all, she is like trying to do the right thing. Um and I I really liked that, and I think noticed that a little bit more this time around. Um, and then What I enjoyed about Nathan's plot is I think it demonstrates um, one particular way that you can build audience rapport with a character, which is by making them an asshole and then doing terrible, terrible things to (laughs) them in the story. Um, Because the whole bit where he goes home and his mom isn't letting him in the house because she's trying to make her relationship work, which tell me way more about this dynamic and how we got here. And he's being annoying and like putting his lips into the mail slot and stuff. And you're like, this kid, what the heck? And then to immediately follow that with the scene where it's cutting uh or fading as he's walking across the bridge calling every single person he knows and none of them want to take him yeah. in. Yeah. Um it's just such a great sequence of like, yeah, this guy's a total jerk. And now we're going to show you all of the reasons to feel bad for him. And we're going to keep beating the shit out of him narratively. And then he's going to keep being a jerk. And you're going to have to like figure out how you feel about that. Um, It's just a really interesting way to set up a character as opposed to a show that might like be a little nervous to dirty their characters up. And then as a result, they're a little nervous to make adverse situations happen to them And then it kind of creates a a more bland characterization. So I don't necessarily like Nathan, but I enjoyed seeing bad things happen to him and then be like, oh, oh, that sucks, man. Yeah.
1: I feel bad for that. And it's in the fact that he doesn't even get his powers or that he doesn't know what his power is yet. Right, right. It's like even the cool thing that happened to everyone that like may or may not have been ruining our lives, I don't even get that. Like he that explains why he's such a 'er ne'er-do-well right like why he's such a dick it's like the world gives him nothing his mom easily not easily but clearly this is like a repeated event that leads to her kicking him out of the house uh which is like so hard it feels so harsh and makes you want to empathize with him until you realize yeah there's a there must be a reason that that's happening you get a sense Mm -hmm. that nathan has been someone who has burned bridges consistently because he can't connect with people uh And just persists and persists and persists. And that makes him just a really likable archetype. Uh, Despite being like reprehensible at the same time, you can't help but kind of like him at the same time.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then I really like Curtis. I I love the, I think my favorite power as a metaphor in the group is Curtis having like fucked up his sports future so his mm-hmm. power is that he can rewind time. That's right. that's great. I really enjoy that. Um, so I, I, I think a, I liked him this time around
1: too. It's an awesome justification for for that power because the rewind time thing is pretty common. Um, but the reasoning for it, and also the like racial aspect of it, and like I got caught with stuff, and they used me as an example of like what did somebody say like people like me or something. Uh, they they, they do all but just say it. And I think that that's a really strong writing. Uh, Nathan Stewart, Jarrett, by the way, shouldn't come as a surprise, but is surprising. He played Belize in one of the stage adaptations of Angels in America. Uh. He seems like a really good fit for that. He's also smoking hot. I'm just here to say it. There you go. That's the queer moment of the week, guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) If that's the part you stuck for, then you're done. Uh, Yeah, so I I, I think Curtis is great, well-performed uh, they're really building him and Alicia together in a way that feels a little bit heavy-handed, but
0: uh, sure, I'm here for sure. it. Sure,
1: Yeah. All the talk about, like, oh, which one of us is going to get which girl? Like, they are... The characters are talking about the ship potential, and I think that's kind of funny. And Simon's just in the corner, like, I'm going to become a sicko at some point, probably in episode two, because <laughs> you don't get... E- Eon- this was Aeon Rian's, like, starring, like, big first starring role before he got on Game of Thrones. And you don't you don't cast a guy that looks and acts like that without making him a bad person. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I just I feel like Simon's going to be the first one to break bad. If he yeah. hasn't already. Right. Right. Feels that way. And I'm excited about that. I I don't know how to feel about Alicia yet. Um the sexualization yeah. kind of centers around her in this in this pilot.
0: Yeah, I the I, it really bothered me the first time we watched it. It still does. I think for whatever reason, I'm more open to giving the show, to giving the show the benefit of the doubt of like, okay, maybe you're going for something here or you're trying to do something, but it's definitely not my favorite part <laughs> of the episode. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, the obsession with her and and like. I see what they're doing that, like, yeah, again, you touch her and you feel this insatiable lust, like, but the show also has lust for her. The camera fingers right. on her breasts right. and her putting on the jumpsuit. So right. it's not subtle at all. The show is not subtle in any way. I don't think a single aspect of Mitzvah is subtle. No, uh, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> it's kind of a textbook case of why you don't have to be subtle. You can, if you're, if you're just telling a story, though, mm-hmm. Um and I think that this pilot, like you were talking earlier about how uh, how Kelly is like the glue that holds it together. This pilot shows that so nicely, right? Like, oh, I'm going to be – I chose to come after you guys. I could have just run away and been fine, and I decided to be a nice fucking person, and now we're in this together. Like, she could have been out of this plot entirely. Uh, and that, plus the escaping the um, parole officer and all of that stuff, I found – really fun and that made this overall a a solid pilot imo agreed Um, agreed extra notes extra thoughts concerns uh worries about the british rap that kelly likes the fact that nathan's (laughs) mom was also
0: on game of thrones (laughs) um lots of great visual choices in this episode when they get their powers and they're struck by lightning and they do the thing where they're falling backwards against a black backdrop It's really stylish. The way that they show Curtis seeing himself in his eye and then time rewinding is super stylish. Um, I love this little moment where the guys are playing foosball and the beginning of their conversation is shot as if the foosball plastic guys are talking to each other. Um, So... The show is making really bold visual choices, and that was one of my favorite things about the pilot, to be honest, Mm -hmm. is it's just fun to look at and see what what sort of shots they come up with.
1: Super stylish, yes. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I thought also the music choices were quite good. That's another thing that Misfits was known for, was having really good music. We brought some Nick Drake in at the end. Not Drake, but Nick Drake. (laughs) Um and it's heavy-handed that was my other thing about the pilot like that ending where everyone's home again and curtis rewinds the tape to watch himself win a race i was like come on you know what yeah yeah i love it (laughs) i love it but come on (laughs) yeah sure that's how i felt um totally so those are our thoughts on the episodes folks before we make our decision or talk about our decision making progress process um i'd like to read some messages that we got from the listeners magell if that's okay Please with you these do yeah so to start things off we have an email from ryan slowinski friend of the pod and co-host of spit polish presents uh the subject line is of course mm, baby daddy likey heroes and misfits because ryan likes to make me suffer Hello, my little chat slings. <laughs> I wanted to give some thoughts and feelings about Heroes and Misfits and perhaps give you a better understanding of what both shows have in common and the disasters they would eventually become over time. Okay, Ooh, I love it. Dis- he knows we love beautiful disasters. I love yep. that. Tell me way more. I loved Heroes when it was first on, Ryan says. It was a truly magnetic series that really atta- attracted me due to some great characters, brilliant use of tension, engaging mysteries, and taking a more gritty look at superpowers. Lost, Heroes, and Desperate Housewives were the three shows of my youth that I went down the rabbit hole for and delved into all of the bonus material. I looked at the forums online and even read all the fan theories. These were some of the first programs that I was aware of that had so much meat on the bone that down here in Australia, where Ryan is from, we had after-show specials with people breaking stuff down, which is pretty common now, but was pretty, it was rare back then. I can't put into a single email how tragic it was to see heroes turn into shit and become complete nonsense. And it still fills me with great sadness Remember, being remembering being the only person I knew still watching the show beyond a certain point. Lost and Heroes were very seminal in my relationship and eventual distrust of ongoing storytelling on TV since both left a bad taste in my mouth for all these years. And it's hilarious that Desperate Housewives overall was the more satisfying of the three. Mm. Love that. Um, he continues about Misfits. Misfits may not seem like it at first, but it's a show with a really great overarching structure that unfolds and one that tied together beautifully for a time. It has this perfect mixture of something many shows lack, which is episodic and serialized together. You have plenty of throwaway things that don't negate the bigger story beats that happened during the series. And Misfits also had a gritty look at superpowers, but goes in the funny direction of how people would probably be idiots with those powers, or cruel. Like with Heroes, the show had grand ambitions and wanted to be more than what it was, but due to the nature of production, it fell apart. It gets to the point where the show has none of the original cast left in it, and you're left wondering, who is this really for? My hot take on Misfits is that the best character is the one that replaced the fan favorite, and I will die on that hill. Overall Heroes was a TV show that declared from the start that it was an important series with a big story to tell, but due to things outside of its control, it failed to do that. Misfits, on the other hand, led many to believe it was just a comedy show with a high premise, but slowly revealed that it was this important series with a big story to tell, but due to things outside of its control, it failed to do that. That was our email from Ryan.
0: That was I love that insight. Yeah, I like uh, I think that's totally on the money. This uh, sense of what it is that these shows are declaring that they're trying to do from the outset. Um, and it's a bummer, but also kind of exciting from a podcaster's perspective that uh, the shows kind of go left um, as they go mm-hmm. on.
1: Yeah, every time I read about later series Misfits, I'm like, who are any of these freaking people? It's like reading X-Men from the beginning and then reading later X-Men. And you're like, wait, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I, guess it's ex- I guess it's exactly like that. <laughs> now that the I other know. thing
0: that happened to me after I tried to stream this on Pluto TV is I went back to my Google search of uh, watch Misfits streaming or whatever. And on the Google result, clicked the play button next to Amazon Prime, which is where I watched it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that took me to season five, episode eight, and it started playing a previously on, <laughs> where it's this entirely different cast, and I was like, "Whoa, hold on, wait a minute, yeah. send me back to episode one, please."
1: It's the it's exactly the X Men thing where you can there's no setting except the UK, but otherwise you can just plug and play any young teenagers into this storyline, and it makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, And also, I love this thought that Misfits was a show with low ambitions that that exceeded them, and Heroes is a show with high ambitions that failed them. But they are both failures in different ways, ultimately, because of production. Pretty cool. Um, So, thank you, Ryan. Um, We got a couple of quick comments slash questions on the Discord as well, Magell. Okay. We can quickly hit on. This one is from a friend of the pod, Nick. What were Alan and Magellan watching in 2006 instead of Heroes? (laughs) (laughs) do you remember um gosh
0: 2006 uh 2006 like fall of 2006 i guess so sure we were, we were in middle school uh let me check something real quick
1: uh, i can post let's... the fall 2006 tv oh, schedule no. yeah give me that
0: name name some shows that we're on That's...
1: uh how i met your mother Were you watching it by
0: then or no? Not at that time. I I watched it later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bones. Maybe a little like here and there, maybe. 30 Rock. Not at that time. We definitely weren't watching Supernatural or Ghost Whisperer. I was watching Um, Ghost Whisperer.
1: Okay, that was on. My family
0: watched that show. I,
1: I I was not watching Lost as a lot of people guessed. I got <laughs> onto Lost in around 2008, 2009, uh, yeah. right at the beginning of season 5 because they were talking about it on the Geek Box podcast. That's an extremely mm. old podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I want to understand what they're talking about, so I watched and caught up in the middle of season 5 and then was caught up for season 6. Yeah. Uh No, I was watching Prison Break in 2006. That was my big show. <laughs> pretty good like pretty good like uh-huh. you think like oh they get out of prison at the end of season one what's left to tell turns out a whole lot it's like kind of yeah. cool it's kind of <laughs> fun show <laughs>
0: that's
1: funny studio 60 was also on sad oh. on studio and here at the same time oh <laughs> perfect time
0: yeah i mean at that time i was honestly watching like i was not watching a lot of new stuff on on cable or networks or whatever mm-hmm. i think the only shows that i was watching new episodes of were like uh stuff with my family so survivor or american idol or my mom liked ghost whisperer uh or i was watching like the colbert rapport uh funnily Ooh. enough um and then mostly just watching shows on dvd um from the library like a lot of the simpsons and stuff like that not even from the library yet at that time um but yeah just a lot of that sort of thing
1: not to to date us too much but i was still kind of watching cartoons in 2006
0: true i watched some pokemon or some yugioh or you know that kind of stuff hi hi puffy
1: ami yumi team titans justice league titans.
0: yes yes
1: grim adventures a billion mandy kids next door ben 10 yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. These those are the shows I was watching in 2006. Yeah, as a baby. Uh, next right. question from May Louise. I don't know if it's a good one or not. But now that the MCU has gone into TV, what do you think a 2006 Marvel TV show would have looked like? <laughs> DC had Smallville. <laughs> do you think that Marvel would have taken a similar approach? Oh,
0: right. Yeah, I think there was in 2006 probably still this idea that like. Uh, mainstream audiences aren't going to take a superhero like a four color superhero story seriously so uh-huh. we have to do something like heroes is not gritty necessarily but it's trying to be grounded and yes. it's trying to tell a story of you know what would people do in the real world who then have powers um so i would imagine a marvel show would do something like that Mm -hmm. I don't know if they would have gone the Smallville route of like, well, you can't, I don't even know how you would go the Smallville route. Like what Marvel character would you do that with? Um, That's the interesting thing
1: about the MCU is when it started, there was no like, well, I guess Spider-Man, like the young, hot superhero guy. There could have been a Spider-Man show in 06, but the Raimi movies were still coming out. Right. So I don't know. I don't. The, I mean, the boring answer is that they wouldn't, right? Because they didn't. They wouldn't have done shows. But if they did a show, I would have loved to see a Spider-Man TV show, like dig into either Toby or a new guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I We have always, always dreamed here at Chats of a really good X-Men show. And I think <laughs> doing something like that in 2006 would be chaotic and kind of cool. Probably bad, yeah. but good at the same time.
0: I mean, the truth is, like well they were doing shows it's just they were cartoons i think that's where they thought they yeah. could do it but probably what they would have done is what they actually did when they started to make the forays into tv where they would start with a character like daredevil who you can sort of do separate from the rest of the marvel universe and you can like do a darker tone or you can do a, a you can do a story that doesn't feel so super um Mm -hmm. to kind of like fit into the mold of an existing tv genre so i would imagine they would do something like that or maybe we would have gotten like a blade tv show or something
1: oh i would have loved a blade show
0: yeah oh wait Uh, hold on wait 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 i said that because i was looking at a i googled um like tv marvel tv shows uh-huh. And there was a Blade the Series that ran uh-huh. from June 28th to September 13th, 2006. Excuse I'm me? Not even, I'm not even joking. You're doing I a funny
1: you... meme. No, no, no. You're doing a funny meme. That's fine. I'm not David S. Goyer? Blade the Series.
0: Starring Sticky Fingers? Spike TV. David S. Goyer, Majon, is like one of the writers of The Dark Knight. The TV series takes place after the film Blade Trinity. Certain events of the film are mentioned in the pilot episode.
1: What are you saying?
0: Oh, my God. I'm sorry.
1: Is Blade. Right, <laughs>
0: How we have... did we figure out something that really happened?
1: That's unbelievable.
0: Go. It's a 1313.
1: Let's go. Keep it. Keep it. In the, put it in the tank. Put it in the tank. I'll put it in the tank. Sorry for yelling. Um, Editor Allen, you can fix that. Yeah, please put that in the tank. That sounds amazing. Quick one So this from is Not- what they
0: would have this is what they would have done. Yeah, this it would have been did.
1: super bad and canceled. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. A friend of the podcast, Nopad, how is the experience of watching heroes different when you aren't seeing an ad for heroes on every other commercial break? <laughs> and I kind uh, of answered this trippy. in the Discord. It is trippy. I kind of answered this in the Discord. I said, watching heroes definitely feels like when you play one of those mobile games that you see ads for and you realize, oh, there's actually a game here like ebony online or whatever and you're like oh this is like a bad tower defense uh-huh. like watching heroes definitely feels like playing the game that's in an ad yeah uh, and quick last but not least from pat what superpower singular superpower would you want to have i have an easy answer for this myself
0: what is it flight dang that's what i was gonna say we can both say that we can both fly around together i'll do i'll do jumper powers
1: Oh, Telepredation?
0: Yeah, well, I'd call it Jumper Power specifically.
1: Yeah, you want to specifically do like a big silver portal that you like go through or whatever he does. Does he have a portal? Does he have a like portal? A... Maybe I just remember the portal because of the cover of the movie.
0: No, I think it's he needs to see it so he has photos of places or something. <laughs>
1: That's dumb. Okay. All right, Hayden. We should watch it. Your... We should watch it. We really should. I the first movie I remember walking out of the movie hating. <laughs> like out of the really? first watch. I was really? like, that sucked. I told my friend, I'm like thirteen years old. I'm like, that sucked. That was bad. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> fun. I love
1: that. Thank you guys for all the questions. Um we'll be for back me, after that was this the music-
0: invention of lying.
1: Yes, that too. Well we watched that together. We saw that uh, together. Ugh. We'll be right back after this brief musical break and a long therapy discussion of the invention of lying to discuss our final pick for round two of Couch Madness. back to couch madness i'm still alan that's the magellan hi magellan
0: hey it's so good to be here and see you
1: i fucking love you i still love you after this long break oh and i bad. just lick
0: me bollocks <laughs>
1: i'm gonna lick me bollocks after the dog the hurry <laughs> the dog and the dog stuff was still funny to me yeah i as i get older the more i like it uh we're here to make a decision we have, yeah. we have a formula for this. So we need to decide right now which, which one of these shows is going to move forward into the next round. Heroes or Misfits. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't listened to Couch Madness 1, go back and listen to it. You got to know who, why why <laughs> that show won. Come on. Come on. This,
0: that's the whole they're, season.
1: They're numbered in order for a reason. You listen to them in order. Uh, yeah. The first part of our foolproof formula for picking a show is the gut check, which means uh, we ask each other... Hey, Mm. if you gun to your head right now with no other thoughts, which one of these shows would you like to watch the second episode of Mm -hmm. Heroes or Misfits? Magellan, what is your gut check pick?
0: (sighs) You know, in hearing us talk about these two shows, I could see how this might be a confusing take, but my gut check is Heroes because, you know, like. The Misfits pilot is a better crafted episode of television that more clearly knows what it's trying to do and accomplishes it than the Heroes pilot. And the thing that Misfits accomplishes is a show that I don't really want to watch. <laughs> it's like not to my taste. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas Heroes is like in a more boring way doing a thing that I'm more interested in watching. So my gut check is Heroes.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I want to meet you there because I, (laughs) like, yeah, I think that Heroes is something, it's more likely something that we could watch and discuss and crunch into and get trivia for or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you asked me which one of the shows I want to watch the second episode of, it's Uh Misfits. Like, at the very least, I would like to, if nothing else works out and Heroes makes it all the way, I would like to just watch by myself at least series one of Misfits, and see where it goes because mm. I mm. know so little about it except that like it's kind of good but kind of not, and it overall just kind of plateaus and then dips at the end in a different, a different cast that has nothing to do with what we're seeing here. Uh huh. But I know Heroes gets bad. I you and you know it. You have to understand that we know objectively <laughs> these shows exist in the past. We yeah. are archaeologists. We are not discovering right. that Heroes is bad, but. Right. We are discovering why Heroes and or Misfits gets bad. Uh-huh. And I'm more that's why I'm I kinda of struggled It's like I'm kinda of more interested in how Heroes Gets Bad, but I want to watch the second episode of Misfits right now.
0: Right. Totally hear that. And I think there is a danger that watching Heroes would turn into just a year long 13 under 13 uh yeah. show, right? because it has i feel exactly the same way about heroes that i feel about that i felt about some of the shows we watched on that which is like oh there's something here i mean yeah what i'm seeing in front of me is not great but (laughs) there's something i i gotta see more it's gotta be better than what people say so there's that that little voice inside of me um but I don't know. The thing came up at the end of the Misfits episode, and it's like here's all the <laughs> shit that's gonna happen. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I don't care. I don't want this. No, thank you." I will say, like, I accidentally felt into the um, Misfits uh, wiki and did the thing that I do, where it's like, "Oh, let me just skim a little bit and yep, learn yep. something I'm not supposed to know." And it sure seems like shit happens in that show that is yeah, yeah, off yeah, the yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I would love to read to read it. Um but I don't love when it's in my eyeballs too much. Uh
1: I, yeah. I'm embra- I'm ready to embrace it. I'm ready to embrace it with my whole heart.
0: It's well let's let's go down the let's go down the scoreboard if you if you're down for that.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say because we didn't talk about the visual style of Misfits this time so much as we did on the pilot chats. But mm-hmm. *Misfits* has so much egregious, like British TV color grading that it's occasionally like yeah. hard to look at. I hated that the yeah. first time, and I actually love it this time. I think this is radical acceptance. I think this is <laughs> <what> my. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I think it's also that, that you hate. it's
0: it's probably been a while since you've seen that aesthetic, right? Yes. Because I think when we were when it was 2019 and we were seven years out from this premiering and only a couple of years out from it ending, uh, you were probably at that time watching things that had that aesthetic. Yes. Um, and I would imagine it's been a while since you've seen something that looks like this. So, um, sure. I, I felt similarly cause we were kind of down on it. Like, Oh, every British show from the 2010s looks like this. Mm. Uh, and And now i'm like every show from the 2010s looks like this (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) um yeah so i think there's just enough distance that we can sort of appreciate it for what it is for sure
1: now hit me with that scoreboard baby all
0: right so as with last time i've got 16 criteria and we're gonna see which show comes out on top so first it's the meme schemes, screams and themes alan which of these shows had more moments that were memeable moments of ironic or semi-ironic silliness what was the more memeable show to you, Heroes or Misfits? Misfits, done. Yeah,
1: Heroes is yeah. so serious.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It, it, if it just could have been a little bit funnier, I think it would have it, done a better job for me.
1: And maybe it gets funny, but we're talking yeah. about the pilot,
0: right? Now the schemes. Which one to you has more moments of intrigue and plot movement? things okay. happening and, and intriguing you in this one
1: that's absolutely heroes yeah that's without a doubt heroes. as it's got we're building we don't even like i said we don't have our villain yet we will we do have a villain we have uh we have claire's dad but otherwise mm. well, i don't know what's going on i have a lot of mysteries and questions
0: yeah and i still think across both episodes the moment that was like the most the most interesting plot moments happened in heroes for me like hero teleporting to new york uh peter's brother being able to fly like there are just moments that happened in that hero's pilot where i was like whoa cool okay stuff is gonna happen in this show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. screams which one had more moments of excitement and surprise what do you think probably *Misfits*.
1: yeah he started typing before he said it listener yeah we like to see that that's correct it's a horror show
0: yeah and then themes, which one had more moments addressing what the show is about or, you know, something that's kind of analyzable, discussable. Uh, yeah. Thematic I actually
1: think content. that's Misfits.
0: I think so, too. Because I the think matters that matters a lot promise of that promise of the characters are social outcasts and we're going to give them these abilities and then see what happens. feels like there's more meat on the bones there. Mm hmm. Hmm. yeah okay now let's talk about the characters the clunks hunks punks and spunks look some people on the on the discord i think it was stefan maybe it was like ew spunks gross i get it. it's like who's spunky but i understand i don't uh, what do you want me to say <laughs> Yunks. the young people the Yunks. Oh. you want me oh, to wow. make up a word
1: when I heard what John say spunks, I did a spit take of my coffee and then realized he didn't mean it the way I took it. No, he did, Stefan.
0: No, I didn't. No, he Who's the didn't. most spunky? Plucky. Spunky. Plucky. <sighs> okay, the clunks. Which one had characters that were dorkier in a fun way?
1: That's Misfits. Heroes would have got it if they leaned further into Claire's stupid friend who likes her. But I think Misfits are dorkier. Uh,
0: what about Hero?
1: okay. You got two. All, all five, all five misfits are dorks. Maybe at least she's not really know. a dork.
0: I just, name I think me another. He,
1: name me one more dork. Give me one more dork
0: on uh, on Heroes.
1: In Heroes? Yeah. Okay, Peter, I guess.
0: Yeah, Peter. I think his brother's kind of a dork. Politician dork. Are they the Cuomo brothers, dork? by the way? I think there's something like that happening, yeah. Sort of okay, an Italian, Italian brother family situation. <laughs> Okay. Mahinder's kind of a dorky guy.
1: Yeah, in a sense, for sure. I don't okay. know.
0: I, I Hero think... does
1: radiate dork energy enough that I could give you this one.
0: I think Misfits is about to sweep this category, otherwise. So I think Heroes give it a little, give it a little action there. Okay. All right, hunks. Which characters were hotter? Come on. I wish there was a Mott the Barber
1: category. There no, there's nobody in either of these seasons that emphasizes the energy, epitomizes the energy of Mott the Barber from Star Trek TNG. But no, Hunks is absolutely misfits. Are you kidding me? It's
0: yeah. five hot people. Actually, it's
1: they're teenagers. Am I allowed to say that? Um,
0: I think the show the wants show, you to think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm basing it on like what the show is showing us.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay, punks who's more rebellious <laughs> in a fun way
1: come on come on put them on the board baby
0: and then the spunks which characters were more plucky Uh, yeah that's probably misfits
1: it is I didn't I did not go into this around thinking that misfits would be sweeping the categories at all I remember I said like I want heroes to win the whole
0: thing that was your prediction to win the whole bracket
1: (laughs) Now I want to kick it out in round one. Like, what's going on? The upset. We're not done yet, though,
0: folks. You came into the season confident that we would be watching Heroes by the end of season 16. I
1: didn't expect it to be such a show, okay? I didn't expect it to be such a just exactly what I thought it would be. I thought it would be weirder. It's
0: not weird. It's just fine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to swap out one of these character ones for, like, a... A Mott the Barber type or like a, <laughs> like a Lieutenant Bracca type or a, what's that guy's Ooh. name? What was the guy who we loved from Farscape? Kokura who, Strappa. Kokura Strappa? Thank you. So what rhymes with unks? Like, uh, Lunks or... Yeah, Lunks lunk is exactly right. Lunks? Well, what's a yeah. lunk? You big lunk.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But a lunk is like a himbo, isn't it?
1: No, it's just like a lovable character. Like, you big lunk. It's. I short mean, yeah. For, it can also short be like for you know, an awkward, heavy, or a stupid person. I take it as like, oh, you big lunk, you big galoot.
0: All right, all right, okay. We'll we'll replace spunks with lunks. Who's got the big Lunks? So, which characters were more uh, like, like what? What would you say, Goofy, or what kind of
1: charmingly, charmingly garrulous? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's a giant Bombcast reference. I'm sorry. Um, I would give it to Heroes, then. Because of Hero.
0: Who are the Lunks? Hero's Hero. a Lunk? Hero's a Clunk! Say... <laughs> I don't he's know a what this means! Oh, he's a dork. Okay. I To me... To me, the Clunks are, like... Like, Lieutenant Data. Is, yeah. like, a big dork. Yeah. And that's fun, right? Or, like, Riker's, like, a dork. Yeah. And then... We want a category for uh well you're describing a Mott the Barber or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean what show what show forwards characters like that in the first episode though? Is the problem. None. None. Uh clunk rhyme zone. Hold on. Oh my god. All rhymes for Clunk. Chunk um of... okay, the trunks, sunks, junks, junks. No, that's bad. That's a negative. Yeah, but like it's kinda of fun, like these like C tier like junk characters. Like you got a lot of junk in the trunk here. Sure. Or the flunks? No, flunks chests like abject failure. Uh dunks I think it's I think it's junks. I think it we gotta give it to the junks. Mm-hmm. So the junks are kinda like uh the like side side of the side character kind of yeah, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So junks which had characters that were more let's say like uh uh let's say eccentric, maybe? Or kind of like yeah. Quirky. Quirky, quirky. I'm just going to move this up. So you'd give that to heroes. Probably I think not. misfits still takes that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we revised, so we're going to have to, you know, correct the record on, uh, what's it called? The other shows. Not really though. Okay. Great. Um, Hey, let's talk about the foundations for building a, a longer lasting you know, long term interest in the show, the clues, cruise, hues, and shoots. So, which has more plot to explore and unravel over time? What's giving us more clues to follow? Definitely, definitely heroes for sharks. For sharks. Yeah, that feels like heroes. Cruise, which has the more, uh, which has more ensemble dynamics that you want to dig into and explore.
1: So, I think that's obviously misfits because the ensemble of heroes don't really need each other for a long time. Yeah. I don't think they do. I don't know when they do. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Misfits.
0: Okay, Hughes, which one has more thematic range or places it can go theme-wise? It's probably Misfits too, right?
1: What uh, Or would you say range? Well, just range. Like Hughes has more potential. I just don't think it's going to do that. Mm. It has more it has more stories it can tell. Is that going to make those all interesting though? I think it actually has higher range. Okay, so Heroes. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then the shoes. Which one has, has more mileage? Which one do you think is going to walk farther here? More I'm mileage give from space premise. I want to give it to Miss Fitz. Yeah. Okay, great. And then lastly, the kind of other little pieces and, and things of interest. The fits Hits, Its, and Wits. Better costumes and props? I think Tough. Miss Fitz, it, I really like the iconic, the orange jumpsuits... I like. That. I love
1: the way that they like wear. They half wear them sometimes. Like they're around their legs and stuff. Yeah, uh, that imagery is really cool and and kind of iconic. And it seems like it's a thing that they do, even with different cast members. So uh-huh. I'm gonna give that to Misfits.
0: Uh, the hits. Which one makes better use of music?
1: Overall, this is Misfits. Although I think Heroes has a better theme song. I like the visuals of the Misfits theme song
0: yeah i feel like an I opening a song totally yeah uh it's which makes better use of its cast and and guest stars
1: mm.
0: That's i would give that to heroes i probably. think so yeah i think so yeah and then wits which, which one feels better written better use of the Ooh. script
1: tough they're doing very different
0: things I think Misfits it's more clever to me.
1: Yeah, but Heroes is more deliberate and
0: careful. Hmm. Hmm. True. We it's give a better it to Heroes. Script.
1: Yeah, just barely. Just barely.
0: Heroes by Heroes. Okay, so if we tabulate here... three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten uh misfits with 10 of these heroes with six okay it's not not an absolute sweep yeah look here's where i'm at uh (laughs) i don't my opinion hasn't changed if you gave me complete creative control over what one which one would i want to do a chat season on i would much rather watch heroes than misfits but I can also sense within myself the like not good for the podcast instincts that are leading me to make that decision. Exactly. Um, so I'm willing to. Well, don't concede tell me. Don't tell me yet. Nothing. I'm not willing to concede a thing. Oh. Oh. I'm going to do the process we did last time.
1: You're going to type your answer in the chat. I'm going to do the same, yeah. and then we're going to hit enter at the same time wait what happens if we we don't agree here
0: last time you said we would keep talking and try to figure it out we could also tie and then toss it to the audience and then say next time which one but there's not like a concrete way to get audience feedback you know what i mean so let's type our votes and then we'll hit enter, and then we'll see where we stand and what to do with it. Okay. <laughs> God.
1: Oh Tell, tell me God. when to hit
0: enter. Tell me when to hit enter.
1: Oh. Okay, three, two, one, go. Why did you? Let's do fucking that? go! Let's fucking go! <laughs> I want to watch this. I want to watch Heroes. I decided last minute. I want to get Jim on there. I want to watch Heroes Reborn. I'm going to play the fucking video game. We're going to watch the webisodes. I'm going to go insane. My iPhone, my watch just said, it looks like you've taken a hard fall. Should we
0: call 911? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love you. Can I change what? my vote? Yes, you can. Are you sure? What, why are you making this call? What, what's animating you to do this? I don't know anymore! I don't know!
1: (laughs) I picked heroes, but John picked misfits, just to be clear.
0: I conceded because I figured... Gosh.
1: We both... We both... We just gifted the Magi at each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough because I think what, what our discussion of these different criteria illuminated... Is what I said before, which is that like Misfits is a better crafted show that's doing a more clear thing effectively in its pilot. But Heroes, you can't help but shake that feeling of being in ninth grade biology class Uh and Jim is talking to you about freaking Zachary Quinto or whatever. And you're like, God, I gotta watch Heroes one of these days. So, I I don't trust myself to make the call. (laughs) That's the problem. Oh, The real thing is, the real thing is. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay,
1: my thought is that what we're actually deciding on is which of these makes it to the next round. Right. Not which one of these wins. Correct. Yeah. If you're just talking about episode two, that doesn't really answer it for me. Yeah. I kind of want to watch the second episode of both of these.
0: Right. I mean, it's our show. We could just do that if we want to. Mm -hmm. No, we have to decide. That's the whole point of the fucking matchup. I I know. I know. You're right. Well, here's the thing about Misfits. It's not a lot of episodes, right? Yep. True. So there's a world, like, there are some shows where I think it's damning if they don't win uh, Mm -hmm. this tournament. Misfits is only 37 episodes. It would only take us four months to watch it. So it's the kind of show that I think if it falls out of contention in Couch Madness, we could sort of say, like, if people are interested in it, there may be a world where we come back to it. Because like, that's an easier thing for us to commit to, and we tend to watch shows of that length a little more often. Whereas Heroes... How many episodes are we talking about here? Uh, Heroes has 77 episodes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is a lot. So I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is like... It's only bad to... Rule against misfits in this case. If we think that misfits could go all the way and win it. Right. Right. Because I think we understand. I I don't think episode two is going to give us any new information. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas I think the reason I'm more interested in episode two of heroes, partly it's a matter of taste. I, I don't love like I wouldn't of my own accord watch misfits. I don't think. Mm hmm. Um, but also I'm like more interested in the promises made by the heroes pilot. Um, so that to me anyway, it feels like a show where if the question is like, we're trying to determine which show is the most worthy of like an extended chat season. There's more information to be gained from episode two of heroes than episode two of misfits is my thought. Uh, but that's like kind of a cheeky choice to make if it's possible that misfits could win and be the season 16 show
1: yeah know. if it's the second episode that we're talking about then it's heroes if it's the show with more full series potential then it's misfits i just read this might have solved it for me at least okay. i just found a wiki page for on the misfits wiki that is so fucking bonkers and i uh-huh. need to see i need to see that happen so I'm gonna I'm okay turning my, my key and switching back to Misfits, which was
0: where my original heart actually lied. Oh my god, you switched me back to heroes is the problem. <laughs> when you started talking about the game and the revival series, I was like I
1: god. know. I know. I, I just like, I felt
0: I felt we're so over
1: dramatic here, guys. This is a TV podcast, none of this is real, but I felt myself <laughs> looking over the abyss of the next several months of my life. That's the other thing you got to think about, man, is this podcast is going to be the thing you do every, like, Sunday night. You're like, I'm going to watch X show. Then...
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Well, and this is, this is what's so fun about, like, this really does feel, last week really felt like a, a one seat against a 16 seat, where yeah, easy. Alias so easy. makes, you know, Alias puts up a fight. It's not going to just lose, but it also wasn't at any point going to take itself all the way to the victory, but it's like, you know, it was David versus Goliath and they did what they could, but of course, Stargate won cause it's Stargate. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's like, it could go either way. And I honestly, I don't have a read on what people would rather us watch, because like I said, I don't trust my instinct to mm-hmm. want to watch the mid aughts show that I've heard ends badly. Mm-hmm. Like I have just a demon inside me that needs to see that. So you've seen mid-odds
1: shows that end badly.
0: I know, and I can't get enough of them. I need to see more. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, to to put this to bed. Uh, okay. Misfits was a better Misfits was a better pilot. What did yes. you say? Heroes it is. <laughs> really? Oh no.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll take heroes. What the fuck? <laughs> I keep a, I, I was about a... to concede again.
1: I can't. I want to concede so okay, badly. Okay, let's fl- let's flip a coin. Yeah, honestly, fuck it. Flip a coin. Hold on. Let me screen share.
0: No, we shouldn't
1: do this. I know, this is we kind of can't give it up to fate like that.
0: Let's fuck. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> do we just do we watch episode two of each one next week? no
1: well that that won't that won't necessarily help us decide mm. like will the week-to-week of one of these shows suddenly make the answer clearer i thought that ryan's email would make this easy for us but he made a very good made case it for harder both shows yeah 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 i want to like go stare at a wall for half an hour and pray and (laughs) the answer will come to me
0: look I think this is is my final my final thought on it okay I I don't think I can argue much longer in good faith for heroes because Misfits is just a better it's just better the pilot was better Mm -hmm. so it feels like uh, I I feel the need to concede for Misfits and to see it move forward. I think Misfits gets bounced out of the second round by Stargate. I I don't think it beats Stargate. I mean, exactly what it's know. playing against. Yeah, the winner of this matchup plays Stargate in the next round.
1: Interesting.
0: I think Heroes v Stargate is a more interesting matchup, but then we're kind of like playing god with the i guess we can't avoid being meta because we are like the judges and the players in this tournament Mm -hmm. in a weird way but my point is like this is where we should decide what the metric is right because i think that's what's ultimately making the choice either we say we watched an episode of this show and we're picking the one that was better or we are taking a step back and having the full metatextual conversation about which chat season are we more interested in pursuing? Um, Which of those two things do you think should be the metric for this bracket? I think the meta,
1: like the show that we're going to take to the end has to be the bracket. It has to be the meta.
0: Then for me, that's heroes, but I'm willing to concede that misfits if you think that people would be more interested in misfits then i think we'd do that
1: well okay so now you've made this easier for me the question then is will people be happier with one or the other or will we be happier with one or the other and if it's about us mm-hmm. which as we've learned in the last couple months is important <laughs> mm-hmm. uh then it's heroes okay i think it's actually if you if it's us she said he said us you know like all that stuff then yeah. it's heroes plain and simple okay it's a bad show it's gonna get terrible no it's not a bad show it's an interesting show it's gonna get terrible yeah uh it's got a sequel show that's probably also mediocre and we have friends that watch it and i'm excited to be able to say hey i finally watched heroes it was terrible
0: you know yeah
1: i'm gonna start crying sorry <laughs>
0: it's okay okay All right, then should we move Heroes forward, it sounds like? Yeah, yeah. This is, I think, I'm willing to overturn that decision if the, like, audience consensus is, no, you picked wrong, please don't watch Heroes. Misfits is really great, and you should watch episode two. Um, But I think that's our call. And also, if there's that love for Misfits i'm willing to like swallow my distaste for it and explore if we wanted to do one of those like mid-length seasons on it or something one yeah of these days. true for sure um but it sounds like heroes uh makes it to the next round through
1: hell and high water oh my
0: goodness what a process i'll tell you this,
1: I'll tell you this. the second episode of heroes introduces uh does not introduce the villain yet the villains in episode three mm-hmm. uh but Greg Grunberg is introduced in episode two.
0: Greg, Greggy, Br- okay.
1: Greg, Greg Grunberg, who became famous be- for playing a character in Heroes. Now we get to see who that is. Yeah. Here.
0: I can't wait. Whew. Okay. Um anyway, that was our that was our matchup between Misfits and Heroes. Um next time we are continuing through the round of sixteen. With uh, our first matchup where I couldn't really tell you what the... Because Stargate versus Alias, we sort of stumbled upon. It's like American government, imperial hegemony, something, something. Misfits and Heroes is pretty straightforward. The next round, I don't really know what the the Mm. matchup (laughs) is here. It's Quantum Leap and The Legend of Korra. Um, Now, Mm. just Mm. to make sure we're on the same page here... This is the first matchup where we have already seen the pilots for both. Yes. Should we stick with though watching the first episode still?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's been a long enough time on both.
0: Yeah, true. It's Legend of been quarter, years. A while ago. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, yeah it's been years true. since you watched the core. Well, I haven't really watched it since then, but I watched like watched that whole series, which is worth taking into account, and then Quantum Leap. Uh is it a 90-minute pilot?
0: I think it's a long
1: pilot, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fine.
0: Or it's a two-parter, but I think we oh, watched both parts Yeah. for our pilot Genesis. chats.
1: Oh, also called Genesis. haha. <laughs> How many pilots do you think are out there called Genesis? Probably. A million? More
0: than there need to be.
1: Uh, yeah, for the sake of this, I think we watched the pilot of both again. And maybe if... Actually, yeah, if Quantum Leap wins... Then the second round of Quantum Leap should be a random episode, because that's how we're going to watch it. Okay. We want to be just like Dr. Sam Beckett and go through time randomly.
0: (laughs) Great. Um, Okay, so I'll read the summary for the Quantum Leap episode, if you want to read the summary for the Cora pilot. Sure. Great. So we have first Season 1, Episode 1 of Quantum Leap, Genesis Part 1, September 13th, 1956. When his experiment in time travel backfires, a brilliant scientist finds himself in 1956 in the body of a test pilot, an interesting career move for someone incapable of flying. Hmm.
1: Very exciting. Uh, I have a longer summary for The Legend of Korra's pilot. Okay. uh, Because there's one that's just like, Korra goes to Republic City. That's not enough for me. I want more. So I found this one. Uh, Welcome to Republic City, Episode 1 of Season 1, Book 1, Air of The Legend of Korra. After Avatar Korra completes her firebending training, the Order of the White Lotus decides she's ready to start learning the last element, air, with Tenzin, Katara's son. However, when the airbender has to postpone training due to his political duties, Korra runs away in order to find him and commence her training. Once there, she learns the reality of Republic City and defeats some gangsters, and Tenzin, after conversing with Lin Beifong, succeeds in freeing her and plans to send her back home she convinces him to allow her to live on air temple Island and begin her training as the avatar. Yeah. So that's actually the first. No. Well, kind of, is it the first sequel to a chat season? Cause crusade is this, but Chris not a sequel to Babylon five.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think there must be. I mean, how many shows have sequels? No, not, I like not any. Must, I feel like it must be. Yeah. Okay.
1: Great. So I'll listen back to all of the last transmitter, which I've already listened to twice, and uh, it'll be great. <laughs> cool. Underdog season of the podcast. Anyways, quantum waving core. Maybe the theme is tied the passage of time. We'll see. And okay, ha- an industrialization. I fuck with it. it. Majon, thank you for being here in the cotton, the, the the arena with me. Battles, ba- the battles like this are so important for our friendship. Are um, you okay? yeah i'm good dude i got a little emotional there but i'm good i'm gucci okay are you good
0: yeah i'm good I... did we make the right choice
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know but we made okay. it okay what's the it's fine you go a little bit longer in your life not having seen misfits or you could just watch it yeah true uh yeah so um that being said john can you tell me where people can find you on the podcast here
0: You can find me on another podcast called Super Smash Echoes that I do with my friend Justin where we play video games related to the Super Smash Brothers franchise, Super Smash Echoes. I'm also on Substack at notthatmagellan.substack.com. So check me out there as well. Alan, what about you? Uh,
1: I'm on a couple podcasts on scanlinemedia.com. You can hear me on the Creature Quorum. You can hear me on the Garnowager and on other podcast platforms. You can hear me on Talking Marketing uh which is found wherever you listen to pods. It's a marketing interview show I do every other month for my volunteer job with AMA Boston. Uh that's what we have, folks. Our email address, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, taking it to the show's plug zone is chatspod at gmail.com. We are at Chatspod on Twitter. Soon to be on Blue Sky. We have a Blue Sky invite in hand. Uh, and I will get Chatspod made on Blue Sky sooner than later. I just need to remember to sit down and do it. Uh we're not gonna get on threads because I i'm decided i'm anti-threads even though it's probably going to be much more popular uh maybe i'll back out on the decision later who can say oops uh <laughs> we have a youtube channel it's Chats and television podcast if you like our show you can support us in a couple ways uh you can rate us on apple Podcasts or spotify you can support us financially at patreon.com slash chatspod uh if you back us at one three or five dollars a month you get different bonus content in each of those tiers like the aforementioned pilot chats where we watched some of these shows before, and like commentary chats where we watch movies together, and talk over them, and like chats nights where we just have fun and don't fight over TV. Uh, if you back us to five dollars or more, you get thanked at the end of every main feed episode. And as of today, our five dollar plus patrons include Arthur, Emrys, Jen, Justin, Cat, Lee, Magellan's mom, Marcus, May Louise, Michael, and Pat of the brothers at Infinite War. Six and Stefan, thank you guys for supporting the podcast. All things chats can be found at chatspod.com. And if you like our main feed art, it was done by our friend Camilla, who can be found at Camilla Strader on social media. Now, my before I take it home, I want to ask you, what is your Chatsum for this week? You guys don't know what the hell's a Chatsum. It's a recommendation that each <laughs> house gives. You should know these things by now, but maybe you're listening to this one for the first time because you want to hear about heroes and misfits. Um, wow. It's a short, but potent recommendation that each host gives between for you to enjoy now between now and the next episode of the pod what is or are your chats for this week
0: my chats on this time around is i recently purchased the core rule book for pathfinder second edition which if folks don't know oh. is kind of an offshoot of dungeons and dragons it's like a remake of dnd 3.5 or so made by Paizo Publishing, who used to make d and uh, adventures and third-party content and then got into making their own game. And uh, I've been really enjoying digging into just some of the things that the system has to offer in terms of character customization options, and there's lots of great YouTube content out there digging into Pathfinder and uh, videos of people who were D&D, people who were like, ah, I'm doing Pathfinder now, and I like it, Ooh. it's cool um and some people going the other way so i don't know it's it's interesting just reminding people that many rpgs exist so consider looking at what's out there um because it's a great hobby and there's a lot of creative stuff going on in it alan what about you
1: love tabletop games buddy they're some of my faves of all the games um i have another book chat zone for y'all believe it or not i just finished Emily St. John Mandel Station Eleven, which I recently chathamed. Incredible book. Wonderful companion piece to the HBO series. I guess the book came first, so it shows the companion piece. They're both awesome, and they both have really great things to say. But I just started my new book, my quick summer read that I got for my birthday. It's I Like Me Better by Robbie Weber. Um, If if the uh, elevator pitch of uh, gay high school soccer drama uh, is appealing to you, this book is just that so far. I'm already like a third through it. It's so breezy and fun. The art on the cover is beautiful. It's fun. It's charming. The dialogue is cute. The queerness is is textual. If that's appealing to you, then you should read I Like Me Better uh, by Robbie Weber. It came out literally in May of this year, so it's brand new also. Robbie Weber has apparently done a bunch of other stuff. I'm not familiar with their work, but uh, I Like Me Better is really fun and has good teen dialogue, which is a big plus for me anyways folks that's what we got um we hope you enjoyed this discussion of, of misfits V heroes uh we'll be back next week for quantum leap and the legend of Korra. thank you so much for listening thank you to magellan for being the nathan to my alicia because uh, I'm just a little bit too sexy mm. for you. and no, I'm just <laughs> I really do just pick two names out of a hat. If people are curious how I do that, I pick the first two names I can think of. Uh, and thank you guys for listening to chats. Bye-bye. Bye.